Hi and welcome to Home Education for All, or HEFA for short. At HEFA, we believe that community is the heart of home education, and so that's what we built. We built a community in the UK, helping, supporting and uplifting each other to be the best home educators we can be. And now we're coming to you via this podcast too. Stay tuned for all things home education in the UK via our amazing, experienced, knowledgeable and often hilarious team. We truly believe home education can be for everyone and we hope listening here will give you the confidence or knowledge you need if you've been considering home education. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So this week I am continuing my theme of uh, speaking with home ed dads and uh, this week I have the lovely Craig, a part-time working home ed parent in England. Hello Craig. Hello. Hello. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We've been uh, desperate to have you on the podcast actually. Uh, That's very flattering, I'm not sure why, but um, it's it's mainly because you give such wonderful advice and support to members in the heifer group oh well it's, it's lovely to hear i'm glad i'm glad it um it sits like that i do i do try where i can to um, you know impart what knowledge or or uh, otherwise i might have yeah absolutely um so how long has your family been home edding um uh, well i i think um the, the answer you're probably looking for is we, we've never sent our child to school, um, but I, I always consider that, that we've been home educating since she was born, to be honest. Um, I don't feel like it just starts at compulsory school age. I feel like um, that's something other people can forget sometimes and um, think it's a big change. Actually, we've been educating her her whole life, um, but yeah, we, we've never sent her to school. Yeah, I have one that, um, so I, I class, some of mine if they've been to school I class them as home ed from when we deregistered mm-hmm. um and my youngest has never been to school and I class him as home ed from birth yes absolutely so yeah what was it that made you guys um decide on home ed as a family so um I I didn't have a very good experience of school um myself I was bullied quite a lot um which kind of put me off of of, of it from, from that kind of young age. Um, then I went and worked in schools. I don't know whether that was to do with that or what I've always been. Um, I've always worked um, in the kind of youth sector in some way. Um, and that was the kind of start of that. And so I saw it from the inside as, as a staff member, um, which further put me off. Um, and then I worked for a local authority. Um, and again, that, that that it kind of kind of just cemented it as, as I went through that that actually this isn't a system that I'm massively happy to to put someone else into if I don't have to. Um, and so I then brought that up with um, my wife um, and we discussed it um, and, and we're here now. Yeah. Um... 
how long have you been home? I know that you said um, from birth. Um, how old is your child now? Oh, sorry, yeah. So she is um, seven and a half almost. So she would be in year. You've got to three. remember the half. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. So um, with your wife, did, did she. Um, have the same kinds of feelings towards home ed and and school and things or did did that conversation need to yeah um so i thought that she'd be more resistant to it than she was i said it in a kind of i wasn't but i said it in a kind of i'm almost a a very light-hearted all how about this kind of way like like almost as a flippant throwaway comment to see to test the water and actually she was quite open to the idea which i was surprised about um you know pleasantly surprised um she was only really worried about the classic socialization um one that that i think is probably top of a lot of people's worries um especially people doing it from the start um, yeah. I see other worries kind of take over if they've been in, in the system a while. Um, but I see that come up a lot. What about, you know, will they make friends, etc. Um, but then she did her own research on, on Facebook groups and things like that. Um, and talking to, you know, messaging a few people on there and found actually, you know, especially where we are, we're, we're quite lucky to have a very active homemade community. Uh, lots and lots going on within a very short distance um, of us. So that put, kind of put her mind at rest there and, and she was happy to kind of give it a go at first to see how it went. Um, and I think now she's, well, I, I know that she's definitely um, invested in it. Um, it started out with that. I think, again, a lot of people say, well, we'll see how it goes up until the end of primary. Um, but even now, we, we, I think she's changed her mind on that and is thinking, well, we'll just carry on as long as it works for everyone, um, you know, works for us. Absolutely. Um, I recently received, um, I think I said on last week's or it might have been the week before, um, I've recently received the um, application for secondary school for my um, currently 10 year old. Oh. And um, I, I shared it with him and we had a look at it and he laughed um, <laughs> at, at the concept that he would be ready for secondary school in a year. Um, because that all just seems incredibly grown up and actually he really, really loves his childhood and playing and, you know, at no point is he planning to, you know, settle down into some kind of, you know, boring, boring stuff, as he calls it. Um, so, yeah, it's I think it is quite common for for families to think, right, well, we'll, you know, we'll do it for the infants and then and then they can go into juniors or they can do it until secondary because secondary is really important and you know I say I do think that a, a lot of families especially when they are home ed from the start um kind of have those those thoughts and feelings and I think that's that's good to have isn't it it's, it's good to weigh up both sides of things I always you know I'd always advocate you know getting the facts and and and, and things like that you know and finding out as much as you can and then and then going from there and you learn from your experience don't you i think a lot of people once they start they they kind of get into a groove not all the time but you know a, a lot of the time they do 
Um, and yeah, it is good to consider that and it's good to have it as an option. Obviously, circumstances change and it, I do feel very lucky that we're able to do this. Both myself and my wife are able to work part time. Um, I recognise that might not always be the case and, we, you know, something might happen where we, we have to um, change things. Hopefully not. But um, so I try not to come across as, you know, this is this is available for everyone because I recognise that, you know, a lot of people do have to work. Um, both parents if they've got both parents um, full time so it's not an option even for a lot of people but for those that it is I think yeah it's good to weigh up both sides. Absolutely absolutely and you know so in our family we've got um, one family member that works full time and then I'm at home um, with the boys and I used to run my own business so um, I used to work evenings and weekends and he would work full time. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different ways um, that you can, you know, we're, we're certainly not not rich by any means. Um, and I think that's a misconception, isn't it? That if some, one family member is able to stay home, it means that you must be yeah. really, you know, rolling in it. But actually, you know, we we have for a long time needed a bigger house um, and that's not something we can do. Um, we've, we've just been without a car for a week waiting to see if if we can afford whatever it needs on the MOT. You know, yeah. thanks, thankfully it came back with very little wrong. <laughs> um, in fact, my mechanic didn't even tell me, he just put the car outside the house. So I didn't that's even know. That's what you want, isn't it? That's, uh... <laughs> He's at the end of our road, so it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this idea that, you know, you if, if you are able to home ed, you're very privileged, um, is also not true. So Absolutely. it's, it's very I... difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I always feel lucky that I can do it rather than, um, yeah, necessarily privileged, I think. Yeah. Um, as you, as you, and I think, again, you can make it, I always say to people, make, you can make it work for you, especially if people are thinking about um, deregistering um, from kind of senior school age, I'd say it, it's, it's harder to do it around work. Um, you know, if you're, if you're at home working, say, um, or even if you're out working and you've got a young one, obviously that, that probably wouldn't work. But once you get up to that kind of almost teenager age, especially, um, I feel you can quite easily fit it around because one of the misconceptions from people that don't do it or are just thinking about it is that you have to comply with school times and hours and things like that and obviously you know we we know that that you don't have to do that and I think that's um if you, if you consider how that could fit around you know kind of work that you've got as you say evening work weekends or actually do the learning in in the evening and things like that mm -hmm. or towards the afternoon and and some autonomous things if they're older then you can fit it around um, some work. Absolutely um, is there like a particular home ed style routine that you guys have as a family? Mm. Yeah um, I think we we're very much child-led in in what we 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 do we we offer kind of opportunities I'd say and, and then are led by by her as to what she she wants to engage in how much she wants to engage in it um, and are also led by we we ask her quite often well, what, what you know just an open question of do you want what you're interested in at the moment what do you want to find out about um, 
And as I say, we present her with various options or sometimes we set things up and, and see how much she engages in that. Um, I feel like my wife and I complement each other quite well um, in terms of my wife likes a lot of things to be booked in um, on the days that she, um, so we, we kind of alternate days um, throughout the week um, that we have her, so um, that we home educate her. So I, I like a slightly less structure to mine. I don't like to fill my days up completely and have to be somewhere. Um, I do have certain uh, classes that we go to um, there on a kind of fortnightly basis and that works works for how I like to, to be free. Um, and we have an hour's music class a week, but that's only an hour. Um, my wife packs her days full of lots of different activities, um, has meetups and things that they do each week and that are kind of a nature walk and things. Um, as I say, I, I like to be a little freer than that. Um, and so I think it's a good balance. Um, I do say my wife tends to wear her out on her days and then I have her when she's a bit tireder. So I do I, I do say, you know, it's I noticed the difference in the kind of school holidays when semi-bizarrely the, the home ed stuff kind of stops as well. Um, and they, those aren't on. I do notice on the days that I, uh, I home ed the, um, the little one that we um, do have more energy. <laughs> Yeah. The day because she's not worn out from the previous day with uh, you know with my wife doing yeah. all her clubs and things it, my husband and I are quite similar actually um so he's um he sort of gets in from work and and he's very active with the little one and you know all of that kind of thing and the yeah. amount of times I have to sort of shout up the stairs at 10 o'clock you know that okay you've been you've been reading that story for an hour with all the voices and all the wonderful stuff but you know c can he go to sleep now um and uh and he also um you know does, takes him out on the weekends and things like that um whereas on my days when when i'm uh doing home ed it's usually um we're just working up to kind of trying one um one thing a day okay. um we used to do one thing every other day um and i found that actually as they've got a little bit older they're starting to get a little bit restless on the days that right. they were um needing those days to reset yeah. they're not needing those as much mm -hmm. um i still need them but they don't so <laughs> um so yeah we're we're trying out um, sort of smaller uh, activities each day um, so that we're out of the house every day, uh, whereas previously it was every other day. So it's, yeah. it's you know, it, there's a rhythm that you've just got to keep playing with, isn't there? I think you find what works for your child um, and to a certain extent what works for you. Um, um yeah i think you you touched on something that's quite um resonates with me in terms of you said you still need those days um but they don't and i i think one of the biggest things that i find um I, i'd say the only thing that i find quite challenging um is that i mean i'm i'm neurodivergent myself but I, i'm autistic um and i have certain needs and cer certain you know ways that i prefer to live my life and situations i prefer to be in and i completely 
I try and accommodate that with what we're doing, but the but my daughter comes first, um, and you know, she has different needs to me sometimes. Um, sometimes they marry up nicely, but um, I, I do tend to kind of put mine on the back burner, and I do feel that burnout at the end of the day, especially if we've been out and interacting a lot with people, or we've been to you know. Um, somewhere that i don't necessarily enjoy but i know that she does so that we do it um i do find that quite a you know there's it as i say burnout at the end of the day it's difficult and i think yeah i have to bear in mind um you know that when i'm kind of planning things in um yeah um, and i work on the kind of the, the alternate days and so it's almost like i go to work for a break from from that um, yeah yeah yeah, that's um, that's one of the most important things in our house. Actually, is that um, ever since the, the I've got four children in total, and ever since they were very very small, the eldest is now twenty. Um, there's been this understanding that you don't disturb me for at least an hour in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, I I can I'll often be sat in the kitchen for the first hour having a drink waking myself up, scrolling on Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Um, and unless you need an ambulance, um, don't try and speak to me. And they do get reminded if they if they forget, um, because I can't be a great parent yeah. um, and a patient parent or, or any of those things if I start my day off in a really bad way. Also neurodivergent over here. Um, so there's that. And then there's in the evenings, it used to be that, you know, as soon as my husband came in, I left up to go to my office in the garden um, and I was then working. Well, I'm not working anymore, but that evening time is still mine. Yeah, it's um, important, as you say, to do that because it is, it's striking a balance, isn't it, between, um, you know, doing whatever you can for your children, but then realising that actually if I have this time that I need, um, and it's almost like it's not even a nice to have to be to me it, it's it's a need um you know to to de uh, you know de-stress or de um decompress at the end of the day then you can't be as good a parent as you'd like to be um and i've tried to you know start explaining that to my daughter now sometimes when when you know we've had a particularly busy day so right i just i kind of need some time now yeah. we've been out for like nine hours or something i need i need some time you know um not on my own like you don't have to go away but i need i need to almost just switch off um yeah. and power down for a bit so um you know and she's getting i recognize that in her as well so i see that that she she gets that from being out and whether she recognizes it she does sometimes in herself but not all the time and so it's trying to kind of tend to her needs at the same time as, as, as my own um a lot of the time um it's, absolutely it's difficult isn't it but it's, it's it's what what we've chosen to do for our children so it is it is and actually I think you know this is some of the stuff that um that school children aren't able to learn yeah um be because they're at school, especially if they're neurodivergent and they're at school and they're struggling um, with the environment, whether they are aware of that or not. I've got mm -hmm. one who went through secondary school and it was very challenging. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and 
when they get home, they then need so much decompression and so much regulation. Um, and, you know, my my now 16 year old would come home and I had to make sure that I had no calls planned, no, um, that I had done everything I needed to do by about, you know, quarter past three, yeah. because I knew I wouldn't be able to do anything for at least an hour when she got back in, because she had to sit and just you know, info dump her entire day to me so that she was able to then go upstairs and, you know, yeah. chill because otherwise it just swims around in her head. So, you know, they they don't necessarily get the opportunity to have those conversations um, because there's never there's never the balance between the up and down for for them to be able to see it. And I know I know her now. Um, you know, she's at college now and earlier on this evening I had finished dinner and I um, usually sit with the kids and we chat well, you know, regardless of whether you finished. And I sort of got up and went into the kitchen because I thought I, I need, I, I just can't be around people right now. So um, I went into the kitchen and she followed and sat where she normally sits. And because I was also leaning forward, I was like, I, I can't, I yeah. I came out here because I needed some space and she was like fine and she got off of where she was sat and she scooched across the kitchen and was like is that far enough away because I just want to sit in silence in the same place as you and I was like that works absolutely fine yeah. like you over there me over here both of us on our phones all good it's great where you can get to that point and not offend each other isn't it and just yeah. say, Look, actually this is just a, it's not a personal thing it's just a need you know uh, you, the people you love dearly but you just want them to go a little bit away sometimes um as you said just not so close um, yeah be and, in the know, same room as me exactly just speak to me look at me that's touch it. me <laughs> that's it that's it and i i'm I, i'm one that doesn't mind a lot of you know physicality and and things like that but sometimes it is a little bit like no you need to kind of i just can't be i just want to have some space at the minute um which is harder for them especially when they're younger to understand yeah um so you've got to be so careful that it doesn't come across as rejection haven't you and um things so yeah um i found i found that that is tricky um but as i say as, as she's getting older she's kind of realizing that and, and recognizing it in herself that she needs some time um she, i just need to sit and watch you know this you know she de decompresses by watching stuff um online yeah night programs and things like that um and we let her do that you know it's not a problem um it's not you know we're out Good proportion of most days and so when she needs to do that we let her do that but um yeah it's great if you can get to that point where you're both just respectful of each other's needs um and i think you will though because yeah. you're helping her to recognize it in herself by you yeah. modeling that there, yeah there's a there's yeah there's um there's some of that and then there's some of kind of talking to her about her own needs and and hopefully yeah the two marry up and as i said before you say well actually i need this now yeah. um you know should we both take half an hour to to do that and then we'll come back and do something else and it's it's more of a like negotiated conversation now rather than a having to distract her while i have some downtime kind of thing so that that's nice but yeah. as you said you know children that are at school i don't feel get it's all about to me it's all about academic learning a lot of it you know all, all of it 
um there's there's no real kind of again to me life skills or emotional um kind of intelligence building i i always think and i say to people if you know if they ask not that i go put my opinion about just for the sake of it but it's you can always learn stuff that they're teaching at school you can learn at any point i think if you go you know especially if you're neurodivergent if you're in school and, and suffering that suffering and that trauma it, it can be with you your whole life um you know and and I, I i always think that you know if if someone is suffering and you're questioning it just just do it because you can always go back and do the academic stuff later it's not like it has to be done at 14 15 16 and that's the only time you can ever do it in life but actually if you if your mental health suffers at that point it's a lot harder to come back from that and um, it's a lot harder to learn in the first place if you're in that yeah. position of course yeah yeah um and school is and has to be a kind of one size fits all you know they haven't got the resources to be um so tailored to people um and so if it doesn't work for you it's it, it's just not going to and they're not going to i don't think to, to a big extent be able to change that because they're dealing with like 30 plus kids in a class most of the time they haven't got the resources um personally i i, I would have loved school if it wasn't for the other people in it the other people were in the form, so if I just had my teachers and me, most of them, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't get on with some of them either. But um, that was that's another thing. I enjoyed the learning aspect of it. I enjoyed, you know, knowing things and learning things, and I still do. Thankfully, yeah, I still do. Yeah, it's and that's really why it flies in the face of what I'm saying now because I'm saying I, I still do. But I think that's in spite of school. Um, that's really my, and I think you know my wife's as well. Aim is to get to a point where we where she can learn for herself um you know she's you know in in seven years or what have you you know when she's a teenager to be able to go well i'm interested in that let's learn about it and we'll still be there to facilitate that and to help if she needs it but for her to have the passion and the resources to be able to say this is what i want to know i'm going to go and find out about it um you know and go off on her own tangents and stuff and it's to inspire that kind of love of learning um I think it was yeah, Einstein the... that said, like, um, I don't teach. I, I just try and um, create the environment in which people can learn or something like that. I'll probably completely um, mash that for, uh, quote up. but No idea. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really good, though, and I will look it up later. <laughs> it is a good one. It is a good one. And it's one that I always have in my head because um, I'm hoping it is It is now actually a quote from them, not one that, that people think is and isn't. But um, what, whoever said it, I think it's great because that's what we I think we try and do that. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, we're telling you this, that and the other is trying to create that environment in which she can thrive, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, there's a wonderful part um, that I, I talk about the word education in my book, actually. And um, it's where we kind of take apart the word education and we look at edu, edu care and um things like that and and right. how actually it's all about providing the the illumination and nourishing environment for knowledge to happen yeah um as opposed to pouring it into someone yeah exactly exactly they're not just um you know that they can fill themselves up can't they it's yes and you want them to be able to do that it's 
it's well it's definitely our aim is, is to you know to not have things in in embedded in her that she doesn't care about or need to know you know it's i think that's the beauty of of, of home ed um is that you can do that with, with them and follow their interests and you know the what you find important and, and you think it's important in life rather than having to follow that really rigid school yeah curriculum um that you know is some of it's good and some of it really isn't in my opinion and yeah I think that's the beauty of it isn't it it is the beauty of it um when it comes to sort of friends and family and mm -hmm. and uh things like that colleagues and stuff what what does everyone else think of your home ed journey have, have they been supportive um yes on the whole um I feel like um the two grandparent sets um if you will um were kind of reluctant at first it's very very probably um common um story that you that you hear with this is is that they you know they were worried at first and have now pretty much come around and seen her thrive and and seen how well she's doing with it and and that it's good um i feel like um one um grandparent still struggles sometimes with um thinking that she's just with us all the time and isn't getting any kind of we say well no actually we, we we're with other home educating families a lot of the time it's not like we just do things in silos and i feel like that's a almost a hang-up of of how things should be done in in, in a system way you know you, you go off to school and you leave your parents um whereas actually i you know our philosophy is different you know you're with your yeah. safe adults and we know you and we can help you regulate yourself you know especially at this young age actually we think that that is a better way to be rather than the you know traditional way of of doing it so it's kind of just at odds there um and i'd say friends I, I i'll be honest i don't really have any friends outside of home ed now um i have i have one or two um and they're very supportive but on the whole the people i speak to most often um, and see most often are those in in home ed um and that i've made through home ed um and they're probably the best friends i've ever had um and i think i don't know if that's common across the board but i know that you know both my wife and i would you know really good friends with you know some of the same people some different because we see you know some the same and some different on different days but um we've both made some really really good um close friends um and i think again it's it's going back to that looking at well, what what is a school environment a school environment puts you in with people geographically close to you um and of the same age and that's where you kind of you you tend to make friends when you're younger um but that's all, all you have in common to start with is, is a geographical location and the year you were born and i feel like with the home ed it's much more than that it's a philosophy it's a um a lifestyle it's it's a choice that a lot of people have made and therefore you've already got a lot of things in common with a lot of people not all the time but a lot of people and so you, you're starting already from a shared kind of base rather yeah. than just being work colleagues or just being school um cohorts you know um so i'd say yeah a lot of my friends are supportive because they do it as well yeah <laughs> that's brilliant i love that um is there anything you guys wish you knew when you started is there anything you wish you knew when you started um 
I, I, I really don't want to come across conceited here, but I don't think there is because I, I tend to do a lot and I'm not conceited, honest. Um, I'm very self-doubting a lot of the time in other things, but I, I, I do a lot of research. I, I over-research a lot of the time, um, as you might recognise with the neurodivergent side of things, um, research, research and more um, yeah. until my wife is crying with, please don't tell me any more things. Um, <laughs> you know, begging me to stop telling her information. Um, uh, so I think I found out everything I needed to know. And having worked in schools and in local authorities, I had a lot of that that side of information uh, of, of things as well. That that information coming from that side of things and the research on the other end. Um, I don't really feel like there there was anything that that we would have benefited from knowing. Um, that we didn't already know um as i say i really don't want that to come across as big-headed i'm not saying i know everything but i just think we were quite well prepared yeah and and again it's one of those um little secret powers that that us neurodivergent uh people have Absolutely. is we do tend to uh dive in when we dive we we dive good it's quite common isn't it and it's yeah um, yeah it's as you say it's this kind of superpower it's uh yeah, something I'm I'm not um yeah I'm not going to stop doing or try to stop doing. It's um I think I think I've been thinking about it. Maybe one of the things I, I wish I'd known about myself um is that oh I I tend to um along with the research gather resources like um a squirrel gathering you know acorns. Um, so um, I wish I'd known that I was going to do that at the start so that I could have organised my shelves better. Is, yes. is, is, is what you know i've got now we've, we've got now so many resources books um i'm obsessed with, i think books are one of my special interests as well and so i've had to really slow down now because we've got no room for any more lovely beautiful books that we you know we use a lot of them but there's no there's no more room um yep. so i wish i'd known that we could have uh, started with a kind of dewey decimal system maybe instead of uh, just shoving them on the shelf Oh, one of our admins will love you. She's a librarian. <laughs> Getting all the references in, pleasing everyone. Yeah. Um, what's your one piece of advice that you would give uh, dads that are listening? Um, I think um, it depends on where you are in your journey. I think if you're considering um, taking someone out of school, if you're considering it before, I, I, I think in general, I'd say trust your own abilities. Um, I think that applies to everyone as well but i think a lot of the time I'd, I'd say a lot of the stories i've heard are of dads coming along with with the idea rather than it being the dads that propose it and so i'd say what well, one do 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 your research um in into it and i think that a lot of the time that will allay any fears um to trust trust in your in your own abilities and your family's ability to educate your child as i say you've been doing it since they were born anyway it doesn't mean you can't, you know, carry on doing that. And I think having a knowledge and, and doing the research of it, having a knowledge of what what you've kind of got to do in in in, in inverted um, comment, you know, um, and and what you can do, um, they're going to marry up really well because you don't have to recreate school, you don't have to stick to school hours, you don't have to follow a curriculum. Um, you can if you want but you don't have to um, and a lot of the time it doesn't work for, for the, the young people that you're doing it for and so 
I'd say just trust in your abilities and instincts because you know your child best um, yeah. and really don't be frightened to kind of almost buck the trend um, although I think home ed is on, is on the rise um, don't, don't be frightened to go against you know the the perceived norm um, yeah yeah I completely agree I um something you've just said has has really struck me I sometimes wonder um I sometimes think that that mums and dads can get so tied up in the idea that it has to look a certain way or it has yeah. to um sort of compare to school in some way yeah. that their children might miss out on some really really wonderful things that they don't realize they can teach their kids like my husband is a um, engineer and an electrician yeah. um you know and he loves taking things apart and putting them back together and you know all of those kinds of things and our youngest loves that as well he often brings home various bits and bobs that wow. he can just take apart and put back together and learn about it um actually he just takes it apart he doesn't put it back <laughs> but um yeah he really loves taking things apart and learning how it all went together in the first place yeah. and you know i wonder if there are dads out there who are bricklayers dads out there who are um you know carpenters or metal workers or you know it, it doesn't matter what what the job is pretty much whatever you do you can impart some idea i work with spreadsheets and databases and things a lot in my in my kind of day job and information governance which um, surprisingly my seven-year-old isn't into but the um the end the other stuff we've done graphs and things you know all, all those sort of things you know at simple level but um absolutely you you can impart that and life skills i always think life skills are so important and they're really really missed at school um yeah. you know finance budgeting banking um you know being able to cook a dinner um you know these are all things you can teach it doesn't have to be sit down books open learning um and almost all the time it isn't in our house it's a lot of Same. it's life skills or learning through doing um you know experiments things like that um as you say you can impart you know whatever job you're doing is almost certainly going to be something you can teach your child um and and anything you do around the house as well right and absolutely yeah my um you know my my daughter um was doing diy with me when she was four um i'm not brilliant but you know i know a few bits and you know teaching her that she knows what a rule plug is and why it's used and how to how to get it into the wall how to use the drill and things like that you know yeah. she she helps me out sometimes and that, I think that's a brilliant life skill. I'd love to have been learning that at that age because I'd be much better at it now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, same. Um, I grew up uh, with a mechanic for a dad and um, I spent most Saturdays down at his garage. Fantastic. Taking, you know, he'd, he'd go, that car is going to, it needs stripping out because the shell's going to go to the, whatever so that would be it me it for the day you know just ripping every everything out of an interior out of a mini um i still don't know how to do anything to do with um the, the engine of my car but if someone asked you to take one apart you'd be right there absolutely i wonder where my son gets it actually um but yeah so it's you know there's there's so much that i think dads might be missing by panicking Absolutely. 
you know well what are we i'm not a teacher i can't teach them then and that's so common isn't it and it and it really is what actually and it's why i say you've been doing it since birth you know you you've been teaching them things they didn't learn everything they know now from school it's you know and that's just again that's just someone else that teachers don't go to university and learn everything they need to teach a child they i don't know what they do at university because i've not been to it you know but um they they i I, i've worked with a lot of nqts newly qualified teachers um in my past jobs and they do not know um everything that they're teaching those young people they have lesson plans that they do up um, they do research on it um and i'm not saying that you don't need to put in any effort to do this kind of lifestyle that the home, home education yeah we do a lot of um research on what what might be good to teach her or or to to offer her um and you know we do things that we set up for her and and you know we put the effort in but it it doesn't have to look like that school environment it really doesn't yeah. and as you say you can impart life skills or trade skills or anything like that no matter what, what you're doing you're going to have skills that you can do with your young person or young people and the biggest thing you've got right is is the love you've got for your kids and wanting what's best for them absolutely absolutely and, and yeah i really would urge people not to let fear hold you back from kind of pursuing what you think or what you feel is is going to be in their best interests um you see a lot of people online saying oh, oh i'm thinking about it but i'm scared you know because of x y and z and i think well actually it's not like a termination button you that if it really doesn't work for you you can always reapply to a school and yeah um, you know they're going to be able to go to a school um, yep. again it's not like you've cut that off forever and as I said earlier you can always learn the stuff later on you don't have to do exams at 16 that's not a law you don't have to get GCSEs you don't have to go down that route you could do that afterwards you might never want to do that um, and that's okay what do you want to do as you say you could learn a trade and, and start learning that earlier um, yeah. And have a head start on people um, i saw a wonderful post actually on group um uh, we are we are wrapping up but um i saw a wonderful post on group yesterday or the day before um where um a mum is i think a hairdresser and her daughter's also interested in um following the same trade and so she's you know she's in her early teens and mum's already in there with her helping her to understand um you know the theory and the practice and all of those kinds of things um to enable her to be off to a flying start when she is able to do an apprenticeship or you know go to college or whatever right. and i think that's just wonderful yeah it is wonderful thank you so much craig for coming to talk to me um i just looked at the clock and was like oh <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking for 40 minutes um so we are going to have to wrap up that's uh but Yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And, you know, it, it mirrors so much of the conversations that I've had with um, other people across this, um, this series is that, you know, it, it's kind of hearing the same thing in loads of different voices. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is as a dad, you know, you've got to have more faith in yourself and Absolutely. trust in yourself and your, your children to know that, you know, you'd never do anything to try and, you know, to, to purposely <laughs> destroy anything. So yeah. all you can do is keep keep aware 
keep an awareness of kind of yourself and where you're at and what you can do to help your kids yeah absolutely so yeah thank you thank you for having me it's been a pleasure um for those of you listening uh if there's anything you wanted to chat to us about after this episode you can pop a comment on spotify you can also leave me a voice message on spotify as well if you would like to join our community we are heifer home education for all and there is a instagram a facebook page and a facebook group which is about to hit thirty thousand members in the next day or so um we haven't got many to go until we hit thirty thousand. Um, and that was the aim. Uh, Pip Pip had the aim of 30,000 by the second birthday. So, and that's next week. Yeah. It's amazing. An amazing group uh, to have to have gone so big so quickly and to have not lost many people along the way. So we're obviously doing something right. So come and join us, my friends. Uh, you are welcome to join us if you are a home educator, you just want to know more about home ed or you're considering home ed. So do come along and join us in the group and I will speak to you and another of my guests next week on the podcast. <laughs>